This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I will say this, and then I have to run down for the uh, final the final ceremonies down on the field. But I will say this. Uh, I, I don't like to use a religious homily at a funeral or anything like this, but you have heard throughout your life when you've gone to funerals, it is not the end, only a beginning. But that is truly the story here at the kingdom. The kingdom to the kingdom itself, I would say this. You've been called an ugly duckling. But uh, you'll always be beautiful to me. Always be beautiful to me. From your womb was uh, born the beautiful white swan that will swim on the Emerald Lake right across the street. We'll have more right after this. Those were the final words from Dave Niehaus in his final Kingdom broadcast. And that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast today. Welcome back to Mariner's Pod. Coming up on the podcast tomorrow, Aaron Goldsmith will be here as we've recorded another one together, which is uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. We enjoyed it, so hopefully you will too. So that comes up tomorrow. Today, Griffey Week continues on Mariners Classics, and this is one of my all-time favorites, the final Kingdom game. And what a way for the Kingdom to go out as Ken Griffey Jr. put on a show. Coming up on this podcast, we'll hear a couple of those amazing moments. We'll hear from Lou Pinella, his favorite moments from the Kingdom, his memories from the Kingdom. We'll also hear from uh, Jay Buhner, Alvin Davis, Edgar Martinez, Rick Riz, a chance to sit down with them on the final Kingdom game. So we get a chance to reminisce 22 years, the Mariners form a home. And on Mariners Classics tonight, the full game, the full Kingdom game will get played. So hopefully you have a chance to catch that. What you'll hear are a couple I mean, I can't imagine the kingdom going out in a better way than it did with King Griffey Jr. putting on the show that he did. And, of course, it involved a home run. Well, here's the pitch on the way to Jr. Swing and a drive deep to right field down the line. There it goes. Goodbye, baseball. He did it. Holy smoke, Ken Griffey Jr. With a three-run homer, Mariners take the lead. Three to two over the Rangers, number 300. For Junior. And so there it was, Ken Griffey Jr. going yard. Mariners were actually trailing 2 nothing in the first inning. Then Griffey hits a home run. Mariners put a three spot on the board, and they take a 3-2 lead. That home run was against Aaron Seeley, who the local product, the Cougar, who would become a Mariner the very next year. He was starting for the Rangers in the final Kingdom game. Griffey hits the home run to give the Mariners the lead. But probably the play of the ball game was Griffey defensively. The stretch, Garcia's 1-0 pitch is swung on, hit well to the center field. Griffey going back, he's at the track, he leaps, and he makes the catch! Holy cow, he got it! Oh my! He got it! He took a home run away from Gonzalez! 
and side retired. One of the better catches by Griffin. Holy cow, he did it again. And after three and a half, the Mariners lead it four to two. Yeah, there it was. The final would be 5-2. to two. The Rangers, after a two-run first, did not score again as Freddy Garcia went five, gave up two. Frankie Rodriguez pitched three scoreless, didn't allow any runs, just one hit, and then Jose Mesa worked around two walks to close out the win. He would not close out the win in the first Safeco game, but he closed it out in the final Kingdom game, and the Mariners got the win 5-2. to two. Here is the final out in Kingdom history. Wilson, the native of suburban Chicago. Mesa, a native of the Dominican Republic. The closing battery here at the Kingdom trying to end it. Now the stretch. The 2-2 pitch on the way to Rusty Greer from Jose Mesa. Swing and a fly ball hit into left center field and moving over. Here's Hunter on the run. He's got it. And an era is over. And that's how the kingdom was closed. The Mariners with the ro- uh, win over the Rangers 5-2. to two. So we're going to hear from Lou Pinella first, and then we'll have some conversations between Rick Riz and also players that uh, made a lot of kingdom memories for a lot of fans. But first, here's Lou. Well, Lou, it's hard to uh, imagine, but uh, we ring down 22 and a half years of baseball history. Here in the Kingdom today, the finale, the last game ever. The Mariners will play here in this facility. What's going through your mind? Well, I'm a little sentimental. Certainly not as much so as uh, probably a lot of the fans that have supported this club uh, for so many years since 1977. And certainly some of the players like Junior and and Edgar and and Jay that have been here uh, the longest. But it's been home for my six and a half years as a manager, and we've had some success here. And now it's time to, to move on to bigger and, and better things. And let's hope we leave this old uh, kingdom and, uh, with a win. Is it possible to uh, pick out one memory as your fondest memory since you've been here uh, six and a half years as the manager of this ball club? Well, the California game. Randy pitching that great game against uh, uh, the Angels that got us into postseason. And then... Uh, Edgar's double down the left field line and, and seeing Junior stream across home plate uh, uh, getting us into the championship series against Cleveland. Those are the two biggest uh, uh, memories that I have of, of this place. Uh, uh, and then on, on, on the reverse side, I remember when the tiles fell down. Yeah, uh, That was somewhat of a bummer and that uh, we were on the road for so long. Uh, but more than anything else, I have pleasant memories of the Kingdom. I remember coming here as a player uh, with the Yankees. Uh, I managed here against Seattle, uh, and, and, and then uh, in 1993 when I came here and, and started managing the uh, Seattle Ball Club. But uh, yeah, all all oh, they've needed a new ballpark here, and, and the fans are going to really enjoy Safeco Field. And you know, it's it's a little uh, strange and, and awkward that uh, this sort of thing is happening. In the middle of a season, it usually starts uh, anew in April, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's time. And uh, uh, like I mentioned, I, I've been to uh, Safeco Field, and I've, I've looked at the ballpark, and I've been up in 
every section of it, and uh, the fans are going to really enjoy that new place. And let's hope that we leave here with a win. Uh, that, that would make it special. Talking about uh, years of history here in the kingdom with the skipper Lou Pinella here in the finale for Mariners baseball in the Dome. Twenty two and a half years. Lou, a little while ago you mentioned it. You were here back in 1969 as a Royal when you played at Old Six Stadium and then you came here in 1977 with the Yankees when the kingdom opened up. What did you think the very first time you walked into uh, a ballpark that had a concrete roof? It was strange. Uh, I remember when we first landed at SeaTac Airport and, and we're driving in the, in the town and you could see the kingdom from afar. And it looked like a, a, a strange place. That was our first impression as, as Yankee players. We talked about it. Boy, is that where they play baseball in <laughs> Seattle? And uh, you know, when you come in here, uh, it takes uh, a day or so, I think, for opposing hitters to uh, acclimate themselves to this place. I remember when the Yankees used to come in here when I played, we had good teams and yeah. Seattle used to give us fits in this ballpark. And and and, and we would talk as hitters that uh, going from outdoors to indoors and the, the mound looked like it was right on top of you as opposed to right. when you put you know you, you, the, the pitcher looked closer. But uh, you know we played here many many years and uh, uh, in the opposition and, and, and uh, now I've been here, like I say, six and a half years as a manager. So, you know, I'm, I'm used to it. It's home, and uh, we, we've had success here. Now uh, it, it's time to uh, take this thing to the next level, and, and certainly Safeco Field is that. And all I'm hoping for and, and, and wishing for is that uh, that we're very competitive the second half of the year, and that we stay in a pennant race and give these wonderful fans here in Seattle something to. To, to cheer about and, 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 and listen to you guys explain it on the radio and, and on television and, uh, and and bring some excitement. Lou, only have another uh, few seconds, but I remember it, this was an emotional day, I mean, for the fans especially, but I remember a very emotional Lou Pinella after the, the last game against the Cleveland Indians in the American League Championship Series. This is when this community, this city, this entire region really became a baseball town and I remember you going out saying thank you with a tear in your eye to all the fans here and that's a memory that a lot of people uh, will take with them over to Safeco Field. Well and rightfully so and, and the reason being is you, you couldn't uh, imagine the support that we got here when this club finally started to get to the, the level that everybody has wanted this club to get to for so many years and uh, the fans were such a big part of it. Uh, they embraced us and they supported us and they cheered us on and they made it awfully difficult for opposing teams to come in here and compete against us. You helped bring this ball club and the fans to a whole new level. Thanks a lot for the visit. Sometimes it's hard to say goodbye, but we do that this afternoon. Thanks a lot, Lou. Well, we say goodbye, but uh, we say hello to uh, bigger and better things. And here's Rick, uh, conversations with Alvin Davis, Jay Buter, and Edgar Martinez. And welcome to a very special edition of the Mariner Insider, our last one here on the last day of the Kingdom. I had a chance to talk with uh, three players who wrote uh, much of the history here in the Kingdom over the last 22 and a half seasons. Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner, and also Alvin Davis is back for the finale. First of all, designated hitter Al uh, Edgar Martinez, his thoughts about the final day here in the Dome. Um, it's kind of sad to, to leave and uh, be the, the uh, ulti uh, last, last game. And he hit me this morning when I come to the stadium. I see a bunch of people just walking down the street and coming down to the kingdom. Um, then I realized, geez, it's the last day, and uh, 
a lot of people is going to be here and a lot of people are going to be sad uh, to live in <clears throat> the kingdom but uh, it's something that we also were excited about the new stadium and uh, uh, we we looking forward to that new beginning over there in the new house we think about it all the time we hear about it all the time you're Incredible hit to win game five against the Yankees. What a comeback. I mean, how, how often do you actually think about that game-winning hit that was so big in the history of this franchise? Um, you know, I, I get time to enjoy uh, uh, that hit to the years. Uh, and once in a while it's come to my mind. And, and uh, all the times that people remind me about it. And, and it's, uh, it feels good to be... Uh, be part of the great game like it was that that day so um, also feels good to be part of something uh, that makes history in, in, here in the kingdom. Mariners designated hitter Edgar Martinez unfortunately Jay Buhner still on the DL won't be, have a chance to play in this final game here in the kingdom. Here's our some thoughts from Bone. Well, I think it's um, you know it just seems like uh, Really and truly, right now, business as usual. Um, unfortunately, I won't get a chance to play, but I don't think it'll really sink in and hit home until, you know, number one, we come back from the road trip and we're in that new stadium, and then number two, when you start to see uh, the kingdom coming down, I think that's when you'll really notice it. When there's kind of like when we went to Arlington Stadium after they tore that down, you went in, there's this big, huge, mass open parking lot, nothing there. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's the beauty about. Uh, about memories is you'll always uh, you'll always remember those and you'll always have those and uh, have those with you and, and something will just remind you of a great uh, a great old memory and, and uh, but uh, yeah I'll certainly I think there's a lot of us that uh, really miss this place there's no doubt about that. Talk about the memories. What was your fondest memory here? Well, obviously hitting for the uh, hitting for the cycle and um, what we did in '95 and '97. The hoisting of the banners. I'll always remember that. Um, watching those uh, watching those banners go up uh, after all the years of you know the revolving door here but uh, the, you know recently what just uh, what just took place with uh, the Buner buzz and them flying my parents in, and and uh, having my parents thought the first pitch that was very special very very special back in 1984 the Mariners had their very first American League rookie of the year his name Alvin Davis what a year that was for AD he is still considered to be Mr. Mariner AD is back today a little a lot of a range of emotions I guess that's the best way to put it uh, I'm excited of course you know with the new era with Safeco Field and everything but at the same time I'm a little sad um, this definitely puts a, a book in on an era of uh, Seattle sports Mariners baseball and really Major League Baseball uh, this it will forever be remembered that baseball was played here at the Kingdom but uh, that that legacy no longer goes past this point you really started a big chunk of the history here. You were the American League Rookie of the Year 1984. I remember you played one game in Salt Lake City. Kenny Phelps was the opening day first baseman broke his finger on a pitch from Jerry Augustine of the Milwaukee Brewers. You came up the old Wally Pipp story and you took over. What what's your brightest memory here in this ballpark. Um, gosh maybe maybe the hundredth homer. I mean there's so many uh, fond memories for me. Uh, you know, a lot of our opening night wins, you know, those opening day games with Phil Bradley hitting a home run, Jim Presley hitting a home run. Um, you know, there's just a lot of things like that that stick out in my mind. On the final day here in the Kingdom, some special thoughts and memories from Edgar Martinez, Jay Buhner, and Mr. Mariner Alvin Davis. I can still hear the, the roop, roop, roops uh, uh, emanating from 
the stands opening night here against the angels and everything and when I first stepped inside the kingdom and and I, I thought it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life uh, and that was way before opening night because I'd, I'd come up here and I'd, I'd gone over there to have a look at it but it was it was a marvel to me uh, and uh, up until June of 1999 when we said goodbye it it was not a wart to me it was a as I said in my goodbye speech, it was a it was a beautiful lady and will always be. And I, and there are times when I miss it, but we now we have the best, uh, you know, best stadium in baseball and Safeco Field. But you know, for twenty three and a half years, that was home. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.